Good evening, Wildcats. It is currently 5 p.m. and a stifling 99 degrees it on this It is 99 fine... degrees out, Brody. That is 30 degrees too high. Oh, you hate to see it. And the, it's on a fine Monday, uh, September 10th here in Tucson, Arizona. Welcome to Brody and Eric's Super Sports Radio Show here on 1570 AM Camp Student Radio or to those listening on Apple Podcasts and camp.arizona.edu. I'm your host, Brody Dryden, here alongside my partner in crime, Eric Wong. Good, 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 good afternoon, <laughs> Wildcats. We're so thrilled to be back this year with you on another exciting episode of Brody and Eric's Super Sports Show. Brody, tell the folks what we're diving into this afternoon. Oh man, we're diving into a lot. You know, we had the whole summer off. We we could unpack that entire summer, but we're going to keep it with it. We're going to keep with the current events. So Serena Williams, that's obviously been oh, a very I like it. I like dramatic it. topic. Um in sports as of late. We're going to go over just some MLB stuff. We haven't touched on that all summer, mm. as well as Arizona football. What a disappointment oh, that's been so far, as well as um, NFL football week one. Um, and then we'll obviously get into our traditional on this day in sports history. Oh, you love to see end. it. It's good to be back, Brody. It's yep. good to see you. It really is. And uh, just a uh, quick blip for our uh, listeners out there. We will be taking um, some calls. We we figured out how to use the phone line here at Camp Student Radio finally. So if you want to make a call, we are going to do a little bit of a um, segment towards a the Q&A, end of the show. A Q&A, we'd like a to Q&A, call A Q&A, yeah. You just call in. We'll put you on air. You can ask us whatever you want. Just this week, we're going to keep it general sports questions. You know, we've never done it before. So anything you guys want to ask us about sports, we are open. And if you want to jot it down now, we'll announce it a few more times through the, throughout the show. The number is 520-621-5806. That's 520-621-5806 if you want to make a call. We're just going to be doing that the last 15 minutes of the show, so if you call before that, we're not going to take it. Just a warning. And please remember, folks, we do have to be FCC clean out here. So as much as we love the debauchery as the next guy, <laughs> we got to keep it FCC clean out here. So please remember that, folks. We really do. All right, so let's just let, let's dive right into our first topic. Dive we'll, right in. We'll we'll, we'll dive in. <laughs> I, I, I almost said dive into Serena Williams, but with this, it's, it's, this is an FCC clean <laughs> right. uh, program, so I can't say that. Um, so Serena Williams, there's been a lot of drama going down um, as of late. There was the U.S. Open final, mm-hmm. um, I think it was just last night or two or September 8th. A few nights ago. Yeah, Saturday, September 8th, uh, Serena Williams took on Naomi Osaka in the U.S. Open final. Serena Williams is not new to that by She's any means. She's not new to the stage. Yeah. Uh, on her opposition, though, Naomi Osaka from Japan. She's a 20-year-old. Shout she, out to Osaka. Yeah, she has never been in this kind of situation before. She has had some um, success, but um, not nothing like this. So, um, yeah, they met in the final. Serena Williams, 17th seed. Osaka, 20th seed. Even though Serena Williams is like known to be the yeah, best like tennis player in the world, just taking some time off motherhood and whatnot. Exactly, exactly. Um, you know, it, it was a long game. Osaka took the first set from Serena Williams, six to two. It, you know, it was obviously frustrating. Um, it was obviously frustrating for Serena. So, hey, did Brody? Did you mention that it was obviously frustrating? I'm sorry, no, I didn't. I don't. I hate because I heard it was obviously frustrating. Okay, yeah, it was obviously frustrating for Serena. You know, she wasn't having a good time, but she played a lot harder in the second set, um, and she she was up four to three, 
And that's kind of when everything broke out. She got a, a warning from the referee mm-hmm. um, who said she got coaching from her coach, which and is for, not allowed. Yes, for those of you who don't know tennis as well, it's not similar to other sports where you can receive coaching throughout the game. During the match, uh, it's supposed to be the player on the player. Exactly. And this normally warrants a warning, uh, and mm-hmm. it kind of spiraled out from there. Yeah, and honestly, normally, like in other matches, th- this kind of thing doesn't happen. Like, what coaching happens, mm-hmm. that's the thing. It's not allowed but it's just like it's never enforced yeah, that you're not allowed to coach. And exactly. I mean, it normally is lighter. Um, I didn't really see that as a problem. I thought the ref kind of overstepped that personally. But then later, um, Serena Williams didn't realize that was kind of like a strike. It's like a three-strike yeah. system. So you, you're let off with the warning at first. Um, she didn't realize that account, counted as an official warning. So she uh, decided to smash her racket. Which is... I, um, I, Many tennis players do. Yeah, and it, keep in mind, folks, this is the, the U.S. Open Championship. This is a major. This is one of the biggest matches all year. And this is the final round. Serena coming back. A lot, lot on the uh, line for her. Yeah, very high emotions, high intensity. Uh, it was, you know, towards the end of um, the, the match. And so she she smashed the, the tennis racket. That's a, strike, a second strike. And she didn't realize that was supposed to be her second strike. Normally, you know, players do that when they haven't even gotten a warning yet because these type of things really aren't that common. So due to that second strike, she got a one-point penalty. Mm-hmm. And she was, you know, so... She was, was livid. She was very livid. She screamed at um, the tennis player, or not the tennis player, the, the, the referee... Um, it was not a pretty scene. Everyone was like kind of egging her on in the yeah. stadium, you know. Every, you know, everyone's a Serena Williams fan. Absolutely, um, huge Serena huge, Williams, huge guy. Serena Williams guy. She she was saying some a lot of stuff to him, and she just kept on going. Now, she wouldn't let up. It is worthy to point out. This is where the the pivotal moment is. So had her first warning for the coaching, had her second warning um, for the tennis racket. Now during in the emotion and caught up in the heat of her. Uh, Emotions. Serena called the uh, referee a thief. Yes. Nothing uh, egregious. She didn't curse mm-hmm. him out. She didn't uh, insult him or his family, but just called him a thief. Yes. And uh, the ref took great offense to this and gave her her third warning. I mean, her yeah, her third warning, so her third strike. And this um, resulted in a game point for Serena, which actually took a whole uh, game from it, and yeah. that really set uh, Serena back. Because instead of being down one nothing, uh, she was down two. And in women's tennis, it's best of three. Yeah. So really put Serena behind the eight ball there. Yeah, I I'd say that was the direct. You know, Serena Williams had a lot of momentum. She definitely mm-hmm. could have won um, that that final, but because of of those strikes, because of that altercation, uh, I I I totally blame that because she just kind of. Gave up, you know, she was still working hard, but she, mm-hmm. you know, it was just too insurmountable for yeah. her to try to come back after getting that. Um, no, I will game. say credit to Osaka though. That first match, oh, yeah. she was playing out of her mind, she was playing phenomenal. She beat Serena straight up in oh, the yeah. first set mm-hmm. and was doing very well in the second. So, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of debate now whether or not it really would have made a difference. Um, it seemed like it was Osaka's night from the beginning, mm-hmm. but it's always kind of putting that asterisk, you know, on yeah. the first. Uh, first win, so yeah. to say. Yeah, Osaka, she was handed a game and a point, and other than that, you know, she earned everything out there on the court. And, you know, I I, I have to say, I kind of expect a little, you know, people, the, Serena Williams is getting a lot of praise yes. for this, and, you know, it, she is like an icon to, like, women, to especially like women in sports and stuff, and I, I like, I, I love Serena Williams to death, um, but I... I personally feel like she could have composed herself a little better Absolutely. out there. I think it, you know, it obviously wouldn't have sent the same message um, 
to to everyone, but I I you know she kind of she called the referee a sexist. Yes, because basically. of that and. Um, you know, she, she just like threw just, and I, I thought her like tantrum was a little bit overboard. It was I, a little I, bit. I, I think she could have just put her head down, worked hard in the game instead of just going on and on and complaining. But she did prove a point to like, you know, now everyone on Twitter's talking mm-hmm. about it saying, Hey, there's sexism in the world and sports and it needs to be addressed. So if, you know, that's her goal, but if. Her, I, I feel like that was her goal, though. It, her goal was no longer to win that match. It was to win, yeah. It was, it was to win. Lose the battle, win the war. Win, yeah, that win the Twitter, basically. Twin, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I, yeah. I guess that's what she was going for, and she accomplished her goal, but she shouldn't have expected to, yeah. to win after pulling all that. Absolutely. And it's a shame, you know, Serena Williams. But again, at the end of the day, she's got so many majors. Osaka oh, yeah. won her first. It's not a huge, huge deal in the grand scheme of things. Even Serena openly said it at the end. Uh, some reporter asked, what will you tell your daughter? when you're looking back mm-hmm. at this and she's like well first of all I'm going to have to remember which one this is because yeah. you know it's like it's it's so many so she'll be okay but mm-hmm. uh, really quick shout out I mean we're it's kind of wrapping up with tennis news here but I want to say a huge shout out to everyone listening all of our oh, yeah. dutiful and like loyal supporters uh, oh, from yeah. FCC to DSP to Sammy to everybody all the honoraries out there thank you guys so much for listening uh, knowing people are out there listening to uh, just two guys talking yeah. about sports is a big motivator yeah. for us so thank you yeah we, we know it's not easy so <laughs> <laughs> so, so thank you very much. Uh, so are we all, all good on the I Serena Williams topic? I think we're all good on topic? tennis. Just a quick reminder for all our uh, listeners out there, though. Uh, from 545 to 6, we will be doing an open phone call Q&A. The phone number is 520-621-5806. Again, 520-621-5806. Okay, that's right. Yeah, make sure to call um, those in. We did a little Q&A over Twitter at our, on our last episode last semester. It was very successful, got a lot of good questions. Um, we'd love some more of those um, later in the hour. Um, but, yeah, checking back into our sports topics, shall we move on to some MLB? Let's dive right Let, in. Let's dive right in. So how, how are your Giants doing oh, right now, Eric? I, I, need to, <laughs> I, need to, I need to channel my friend Ben Grimm and just saying that is straight cheeks, okay? Oh, man. It is not looking good for the Giants. We mm. are falling, I think, eight games out of first yeah. uh, in the NL West, and it is just abysmal. Buster Posey's out for the season. Uh, the Giants did a great little experiment bringing in – Evan Longoria and Robert McCutcheon trying to retool, trying to be like the the Celtics, right? Bring in old older uh, legends and, uh, you know, worth a shot, you know, but mm-hmm. I don't think uh, it was worth it. And I think we need to blow it up, try to just get whatever we can. And, you know, three and five years isn't bad, but I think the Giants' reign is kind of coming to an end. Yeah, I think you guys need to invest a little bit more in your farm oh, system. Oh, absolutely. Our farm system is worse than Southern Africa right no. now. Oh, yeah. no <laughs> agricultural production whatsoever. My goodness. <laughs> All right, well, on um, the opposition on my end, the Seattle Mariners aren't doing quite as hot as they once were in mm. the season either. You, you really hate to see they're on the top. Um, of the AL West, you know, I thought they might, you know, edge out the Astros, the uh, defending World Series champs, mm-hmm. and um, get that automatic bid in the playoffs, but they have slipped. Uh. I, oh, man, like Robinson Cano. I am not a fan of Robinson Cano. Like, He's not the Yankees' Robbie Cano that we knew. No, like I, I'm a, if somebody gave me a Robinson Cano Mariners jersey right now, I, I would... I, I would like not wear it. I, I mean, I take it, yeah. but I'd probably like wear it like as 
like a pajama <laughs> or something. Like I wouldn't want to wear that in public. Yeah. I, um, the Ichiro experiment did not go over well, no. obviously, in the beginning of the season. I thought that was going to be tremendously successful. I remember talking about it towards yeah. the end of last year. Yeah, it's a yeah, shame. Yeah, bad call on my part. He's still a part of the organization and stuff, but, yeah, he was he was not impactful really yeah. whatsoever as a player. But, yeah, the Oakland A's. Oh, money are, ball. Yeah, they're, they're – in two and a half games. Yeah, two and a half games back. The Mariners are 10 games back. Yeah. So it's looking real dismal for Seattle. Mitch Haniger is a stud, though. Yes. Mitch Haniger, very deserved all-star um, appearance this year. I, I could see it coming, you know, more years to come. I, he kind of came out of nowhere, too. Really? Like he, you know, he wasn't the most expected. He wasn't like... You know, it came from garbage or anything, but mm-hmm. he was not seen to be. I could see him getting superstar uh, level status within the next coming years. He's a young guy that's played really, really well Absolutely. for us. So let's, Brody, then let's dive in and let's break down some of these potential playoff uh, matchups. So, first yeah. of all, let's go over the teams that are for sure in. Okay. Boston Red Sox for sure in, winning yeah. that division, eight and a half games up the Yankees. Yeah. I know there's still half a month left, but eight and a half games. Yeah, is, and it's the Red Sox. And it's like, the Red Sox. Mookie Betts is having an MVP caliber year. Yeah, they're great. Then we got the Cleveland Indians, 15 games up over the Twins in their next division. Mm-hmm. It's looking like the uh, Indians from two years ago when they blew that awful 3 0 lead in the World Series yeah. to the Cubs, but they got some juice. Cleveland yeah. could be celebrating again soon. Now, like we said in the AL West, a little bit tighter. Houston Astros, the uh, reigning champions, they're only two and a half games up on the A's, so we'll have mm-hmm. to see how that shakes up yeah. uh, towards the end of this last few weeks of baseball. Now, let's talk about this team, a team that was straight garbage Ooh, at the yeah. end of this, uh, last year. Retooled, got some young farm system guys, yeah. kind of reminiscing of like the Cubs a few years ago, the Yankees last mm-hmm. year. Um, but the Atlanta Braves, only four and a half games up in first place over the Phillies, but coming from 79 wins, 64 losses, I mean, they were dead last mm-hmm. last year, I think. So I think that really speaks to how they're doing. And maybe not this isn't their year, but keep an eye out for the Braves in upcoming years. Yeah, they could... I, I just want to say the Braves, that that's they have another example of Arizona Diamondbacks uh, front office making oh, a man. terrible mistake getting rid of Dansby Swanson because – that kid, you know, he's obviously not quite like superstar level, but mm-hmm. he, I, I think he's last year was his rookie. Oh, he's he's a uh, he's very contributive, and I, I I really love him as a player. I, I wish the Diamondbacks never gave gave him up so that we could have a good team here, um, up in Phoenix. Yeah. But yeah, the, if you're the, a young player uh-huh. and are on the Diamondbacks. Pray that you will be traded because yeah. that means you're almost destined <laughs> for an all-star appearance next season. Exactly. R.I.P. Max Scherzer's yes. career in Arizona. Uh, moving on, then let's talk about the Cubs. You know, it seems like the Cubs, they've kind of had their 15 minutes of fame in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Chris Bryant, uh, people are figuring him out. They know how to play against him. Same thing with Rizzo. Mm-hmm. So they're only two games up on the Brewers who are looking real nice. They yeah. they gave the business to my Giants. Bumgarner and Ryan Braun almost had an altercation a couple days ago. Yeah. But the Brewers are looking solid, but yeah. Yeah, the Brewers have one hell of a bullpen. They do. I, I, I'm a big fan of their pitching staff right now. I think the Brewers are going to end up taking the cent- NL Central. Shout out to when we went to the Diamondbacks game over the summer. Exactly. We had firsthand witnessing yeah, of that bullpen. The, the Brew crew is a crazy um, <laughs> is a crazy fan base. Absolutely. I, and I was surprised the Pirates um, kind of flattened out because yes. they, you know they had that rough start, but then they just shot up. They were on that like they got like a 17 game win streak. It was close to the record. Yeah, it was crazy. I I, I thought the Pirates were going to really be up there. In contention, but that mm-hmm. that is a, just like a very contentious, um, 
you know league right there. The I think you're witnessing. Oh, sorry. No, I think you're witnessing sort of like the the young and the, it's like the changing of the guard how it is in every sports. But mm-hmm. same division, AL uh, NL Central Cardinals in third, not really looking like they're in too much. They're four and a half games back, so maybe, but yeah. not as dominant as they once were. in the no. Giants, same thing. Where you know in the mid early 2010s they were the dominant powerhouses in the NL. Mm-hmm. Now it's kind of changing. So you know that classic way of you know sports teams have their rises and their falls. I think we're seeing a rise in the old, a rise in the new kids and a sort of dip down in the older guys. Yeah, exactly. And it, man, the Padres. Like when are oh. they ever? When are they ever gonna do anything? Like another year on the bottom. And they like, brought in Hosmer too. It's not like they didn't try. They brought in an yeah. all-star first baseman. I know. Just, it's like their farm system isn't yeah. working. Like just nothing's working for them. I don't. Have, Although Petco Park, beautiful stadium. Yeah, beautiful stadium. Some of the best souvenir food. Oh, absolutely. Oh, they uh, serve these uh, chocolate dipped strawberries on a kebab. Beautiful. Beautiful. Bo- Bobby Flay. Doesn't have anything on that stuff. You okay. Know what I'm saying? Oh, it's beautiful. Fair enough. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> let's kind of I don't know break it down. Then I guess uh, just we'll just kind of do a sort of real quick Brody and Eric estimation. Who you giving um, MVP NL and AL MVPs to? Oh man, how about you go first on that one? All right, AL definitely definitely giving it to Mookie Betts of the Boston Red oh, Sox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Boston my AL team they're looking nice. Um, and then for NL, you know, it's kind of been he's kind of been like the will it actually happen? You know, he's in a small market team, but Nolan Arenado for the Colorado oh. Rockies, you know, always was kind of just a good player, but is that a career year? Um, okay. Looking at any other players in the NL, you know, there's some guys on the Braves, maybe possibly, maybe uh, some guys on the Brewers, but I think Arenado for the Rockies will probably get it. That's my NL AL MVP. Yeah, I, I, I've got it. Mookie Betts is actually the perfect answer for that he, he's been a stud since last year he was almost kind of like yeah. deserving you could you yeah could he got tell. third i think yeah so I, I yeah i say mookie bets no question there i was looking for Giancarlo to have some new yeah. york flair but obviously not uh down in the nl kyle schwarber dude oh really yeah he's, he's had such an amazing year you know i i'll give him like the you know, because it's not as obvious in the NL, they don't have like a Mookie bets. But mm-hmm. I, I'd say Kyle Schwarber, if he doesn't get, I'd say he comes in second and gets some momentum leading up for next year because he's really been a a big reason why the the Cubs are on top of the NL Central right now. I could see it. I could see it. Yeah. I mean, I think what's still you know a little bit left in the regular season. It's too hard to start doing playoff predictions or whatever. But yeah, yeah. definitely winding down. Kind of refreshing to see some new faces in the playoffs. Definitely mm-hmm. for sure. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, all right. So is that about it for MLB? I think we're wrapping up MLB. Definitely catches with more hot takes as playoff time comes closer. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, so let's just dive into... Arizona football. Oh, Brody, I'm the not. New, it's the new era. It's Eric. only it's only five. It's only five eighteen, and you already got me in sad boy hours. <laughs> uh, yes, the Arizona Wildcats in their new era under Kevin Sumlin are now zero and two, losing to BYU in their first week, and now the Houston Cougars this last week, forty five to eighteen. It was it was disgusting. It, it was. And here's what's alarming, Brody, is mm. those losses weren't good losses. No. No loss is a good loss, but you know what I mean. Yeah. The, Where BYU, even though the score would say it was a little bit closer than it was, Arizona just looked disinterested. Khalil yeah. Tate looked depressed almost. Mm. Um, the offense had no rhythm. The defense wasn't there. And it was just overall, I think it was a game that U of A thought they could out-talent BYU. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those Mormons, they they brought us the good news. I'll yeah. tell you what, they stuck <laughs> it to us. Really um, and then Houston, you know, that was supposed to be a little bit better of a game, you know. Uh, Ed Oliver, obviously, a potential number one overall pick on their D-line. But mm-hmm. still, you know, we were supposed to overmatch them in all other aspects. And they 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 put us down man yeah. they they were on something else um 
in the first half, it was 31 to nothing. And then I will give credit, U of A did look like we had a little bit of spark in the second, but at that point, 31 nothing, what's the point? And then they immediately come back in the second half and go 38-0. Yeah. Well, then at that point, it's like, yeah, you're going to look good because you're literally just swinging for the fences on every play. So just really, really depressing uh, stuff by the Cats. Uh, you know, to be expected, Kevin Sumlin, brand new coach, not his players. Uh, Similar offense, but not totally the same. So there's going to be some adjustment, but mm-hmm. it's actually just kind of uh, shocking, really. So yeah. hopefully we can turn it around. What do you think about it, Brody? Yeah, I mean, I was I really had high hopes for um, the U of A this year. I you know I, I saw some people putting them at ten and two. You know, well uh, yeah, we, better we can win, win out, straight yeah, out yeah. yeah, which really doesn't look like it's going to happen anymore. Now I'm hoping for a praying for a bowl game, maybe the Las Vegas Bowl, maybe the Sun Bowl, something mm-hmm. like that. You know, just to get. Uh, Khalil some postseason um, experience uh, before he likely enters the draft. But yeah, yeah K- Khalil Tate's honestly just been disappointing, and I, I honestly don't put all the blame on him. No, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I, I I think it's been a little bit of you know I'm not an expert on football play calling or anything like mm-hmm. that, but it's something Kevin Sumlin could be doing to, to utilize him a little better. It looks like he. You know, it's just, like, not where Khalil Tate is fit to, like, what he's fit to be doing out on the field. And it's so confusing, too, because you feel like Khalil Tate, Johnny Manziel were similar players, and Mm -hmm. Kevin Semlin was able to use Johnny Manziel so effectively. But I will say, uh, to no fault, I think Johnny Manziel was a better thrower than Khalil, and Khalil was a better runner than Johnny Manziel. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, I think Kevin Semlin is still a traditional coach in that he likes to pass. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as great as Khalil is as a runner, Mm -hmm. um, and he was a better passer than Brandon Dawkins, no doubt, Mm -hmm. he's still not that great of a passer still. So um, he's just got a huge arm and kind of just slings it around. Mm -hmm. But, you know, uh, for what that is. Yeah. And kind of what's even more bitter is that ASU is under Herm Edwards is doing well, which was, like, totally the opposite. We thought Kevin Sumlin way better coach than Herm Edwards. We were bagging on ASU for um, hiring Herm Edwards. And and now they just upset, who was it, Michigan? Michigan State. Michigan State. Number 15, Michigan State. Now they're ranked 23. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, man. It's just depressing. And I would like to point out a a quick little stat on Khalil Tate. Yes. Um, Among qualified players, Tate ranks last in the Pac-12 in quarterback rating. Ah, you hate to see it. With 108.2. So... 108. So that's where we're at with Khalil right now. I, yeah, we. I really hope this Southern Utah. This is the cupcake game of yeah. our of our um, you know, but pre-conference schedule, non-conference schedule. So it's just you know, hopefully we just smack the heck out of them, get some momentum leading in yeah. uh, to conference play because that that home game against USC, we, the road mm-hmm. game against UCLA, those, those are going to be some tough. Uh, oh, for matchups. Sure. Even even the away game at Washington State, I, I'm gonna be scared for that one because no one likes going to Washington no, State for whatever and, reason. Pullman just yeah good at football. I don't know why. Yeah, no. Yeah. But uh, you know, even with the Southern Utah, count on Arizona Allegiance to be making it rocking oh, yeah. out there. And then oh, the UCLA yeah. game, as much as it is an away game, I want to think Arizona Allegiance will bring some hometown vibes to it. Oh, I believe pursuing it. and pushing the the Cats to a victory. So all we can do at this point, Wildcat fans, is kind of hope and pray that Khalil. We'll get it figured out. And uh, I don't think this is a panic mode. I don't think we need to be calling for Rhett Rod or uh, be saying Kevin Sumlin was a bad hire already. I think we need to pump the brakes, slow down, and just realize 
despite you know having all of these tools, we're still weak on defense. Our mm-hmm. offensive line is still small, and mm-hmm. just getting a new big name head coach doesn't suddenly fix all those things. Mm-hmm. So pump the brakes, Wildcats. Still keep going to games. Still keep showing love for the Cats, but be a little bit more realistic in your expectations for sure. <laughs> yeah, and I would like to give credit where it's due. Sean Poindexter um, had a pretty massive game. Seven, yeah. seven receptions, one, 134 yards. He was looking uh, real nice out there. I, I'm expecting him to probably obviously be that number one receiver mm-hmm. um, going forth. And De'Ari King from Houston, he had a great game. He threw for four touchdowns, 17 for 34, 246 yards. So, like, credit where it's due. Yeah. Um, you know, they they played a great game against us. We we just weren't ready for it. It was almost like uh, the scene from Space Jam. It's like Derek King took all of Khalil Tate's, like, magic. Like, it yeah. literally looked like I was watching Khalil Tate on the other team. He was yeah. throwing. He was running. Yeah. He was making things happen. So, uh, hopefully Khalil can get it figured out because uh, if he keeps playing like this, he shouldn't declare for the draft, you know, mm-hmm. um, because we'll see. But yeah. um yeah, well, really what, what about the stuff. Southern Utah game coming up? Do you have, do you have any score have, predictions? I'm, I'm do you know much nervous. about Southern Utah? I don't. I'm too nervous Neither to even make a call, really, about it. But, you know, really hoping for it. Um, Southern Utah, obviously a mid-major, not even that highly ranked. And uh, we're predicted 94.4% to win. So, you know, it's ESPN is saying we're basically going to win, but, you know, um, BYU I mean, we learned was not like, to trust ESPN yeah, last year, sure. though. Yes, <laughs> I mean, BYU, the game, I think, was we had a 70% chance. And Houston, we had like a 55 So mm-hmm. whenever we're favored, it's always not really panning out for us. But hopefully we can make good and prove ESPN right. Because uh, after this, after this Southern Utah game, I can tell you what, it's not going to be uh, too pretty. Because we got Southern Utah, then Oregon State, okay-ish game, but USC... Cal, Utah, UCLA, Oregon. Our Pac-12 schedule is rough. Yeah. And, At uh, least we don't have to play Washington. This is true. and uh, But we ended ASU here in Tucson. So hopefully, you know, we'll see how everything lines up. Yeah. Uh, and we run, if we run the tables or not. But uh, fun fact, if you want to see uh, a live... Um, meeting of Brody and Eric from Brody and Eric Super Sports Show. We'll be at the Southern Utah game way before kickoff out in yeah, the bleachers. Yeah, we will. Two and a half hours before the game. We'll be in the zoo. So ch- see us. check us out if you want to swing by, get an autograph, <laughs> get some live commentary, just have some good Q&A. Of course. And I, I just got to point out, Southern Utah's mascots are the Thunderbirds. I think I've heard um, low-league middle schools with better mascots than Thunderbirds. Absolutely. That's just me. All right, so... Now I think we're done with Arizona football. I think we are. I think we are. I think we dive in to NFL football. And uh, God bless. The NFL is back. It is back. The NFL you is back. You love to see it. You love to see it. Uh, do you want to start with real football or talk about the fantasy? You know what? We'll, we'll, let's go with real football Real now. football. All right. All right. Right now, uh, yeah, Monday night's happening. Uh, the Jets are currently up 10-7 to against the Lions. Absolutely. And uh, rookie quarterback, third overall pick, Sam Darnold's debut. I actually caught a little bit of this game, folks, before the show, and it wasn't looking so good for Sam in the beginning. He threw a pick six mm-hmm. on his very, very first throw of the game. They ran a simple play action, rolled out to the right, tried to bait the defense into pulling with him, and he kind of just looked like he just was a robot, just kind of threw the ball up there, hoping no defender was there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if he completes the pass, credit to Sam Darnold, because that things going for 40 50 yards maybe even a touchdown but uh the safety read it all the way came up easy pick six uh and you know kind of a rough way to start off the mm-hmm. your nfl career but you know hopefully if sam darnold's everything he's chalked up to be that it uh, won't affect him too much and it looks like you know 10-7 not a bad lead in detroit so we'll see how it goes for him yeah i can see the jets definitely pulling this one out sam darnold was looking nice in the preseason mm-hmm. um I, he's probably like my favorite 
um, rookie quarterback in the league right now. So I, I'm hoping for them. He's not on any of my fantasy teams yeah. or anything, but I, I just for Sam Darnold's sake, I kind of hope he uh, he pulls through Absolutely. for that one. Speaking of uh, rookie quarterbacks, of the four out of the five that were drafted, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen. And uh, Lamar Jackson, who do you think will have the best season? Not like mm-hmm. rookie of the year or anything, but like just the best season when we're looking all back at it. I mean, Baker Mayfield's going to be a backup until Tyrod Taylor either gets injured or shows he shouldn't be a starter anymore. Um, is, I think, Which I think will be tough because Tyrod's a good quarterback. He is a good quarterback. I, I was a big advocate for him last mm-hmm. year. And um, also Rosen, he's going to be behind Stafford, correct? No, Sam, uh, uh, Bradford. Bradford. Um, so he's not going to necessarily be starting. Yeah. Um, but Bradford is very injury prone, so we'll see about we'll that. We'll have to see, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I want to say Darnold, he's in the perfect position. Yeah. You know, he's given this team. The start, he's, he's the yeah, starter. he's the starter. He's given this team. He's had such a positive preseason. Um, I, I, yeah, I say Sam Darnold is, is going to take it this year. I would agree, just because of exposure and playing time. Like, you can't make plays if you're not on the field. Yeah. So uh, just Saquon gets the, MVP, though. Oh, I think Saquon. Did you see his first game? Let's. All right, so quarterbacks, we think it's both Sam Darnold. But yeah. Saquon Barkley, just after that first game, it was a loss to the Bengals, but he looks like as advertised, mm-hmm. if not better. This man had 129-some-yard games for NF- any NFL fans who don't know. For a running back, any game, anytime you can get a game with over 100 yards, mm-hmm. it's fantastic because that means you're on pace to have over a thousand yard rushing season and any thousand yard rushing season is typically in the conversation for Pro Bowl status. Yeah. Because that's so hard to get a hundred yards. Um, you know, you think, oh, that's just one long run or, you know, one length of the football field. But, you know, when you're a running back constantly having to block and run pass and all mm-hmm. these different things, uh, really makes it difficult. So Saquon, first game ever. And he literally, you know, we thought, oh, he was just dominant because he was in college. Yeah. He was running over some grown men in mm-hmm. the NFL. Yeah. Um, and so just really, really impressive. What did you think? Did you catch any of that? Yeah, no, I, I think he looks like an absolute monster. He's mm-hmm. trucking people. I, I'd say he's like a mix between uh, – he's got, you know, that strength and mm-hmm. power of Marshawn Lynch yeah. almost. Uh-huh. And then also like the the quickness and, and speed of like a Ladanian Tomlinson. Yeah. I, I know that's like an overpowered hybrid, but just to, you know, he, he won't be in a literal um, yeah. you know, hybrid of those two. But just though he has those – assets that I, I think will make it, it really says something when he's a, a generic or default top five fantasy pick yeah, as, without, as, as a um, rookie. Yeah, without ever playing a single down. Yeah, so I, I he's an absolute legend already. I, I really hope that the, it gives the Giants, um, you know, a little more positivity looking forward because they've had, even with Odell, um, you know, it's just been kind of dismal the past yeah. uh, few y- years and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. So I hope Saquon kind of brings that n- new life, gets him back to the playoffs. Absolutely. Soon. And, like, uh, my correction, uh, he had 106 yards on only 18 carries, though. So that's 5.9 yards a carry mm-hmm. and one touchdown. And, again, just clarification, like, if you're getting, like, four to five yards a carry, that's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Like, you're getting half a first down every single time you carry the ball. That's mm-hmm. really, really great. So Saquon... Looking definitely worthy of that, what, number two overall pick, I think? Yeah. Number two pick. Looks like he'll be the Giants running back for the next six, seven, eight years. So yeah. really, really good pick up for them. So sticking with the, the Giants, do you think Odell deserved that thick contract that he uh, got this, this this past like week or so? Well, I mean, he didn't score a touchdown, but Eli didn't throw a touchdown either. But uh, Odell still had a great game, 111 yards. Mm-hmm. And uh, really, you know, um, I that's the balance, I think, is an NFL GM that you risk, right? How much do you pay them for what they've done in the past mm-hmm. and how much do you pay them for what they're going to do in the future? Exactly. Right? So it's almost like risk-reward kind of thing. So mm-hmm. uh, do I think Odell deserves to be paid as a top three receiver? Yeah, I think him, Brown, and Jones are all in the top 
three, and I think, you know, um, uh, Julio Jones or Antonio Brown will beat them. It's like, you know, kind of like a chess match in mm -hmm. uh, the NFL, but I think, you know, definitely worthy of it and earned it and has done a lot for the Giants, even though the playoff success re kind of re re-sparked that franchise after mm -hmm. the two Patriots Super Bowls because, you know, they were thinking like, oh, is Eli going to retire soon? What's going to happen? Coughlin's retired or left. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just kind of getting this new star receiver – New York Giants football is exciting again. Eli's, you know, from basically end of his career coming up, deciding to play for at least probably two or three more years. So mm -hmm. really, really good stuff. I'm, I'm a fan. Also did well for me in fantasy this week, so that doesn't hurt. We have some breaking news oh, here. My the Jets and Lions, there's been a score in the game. Sam Darnold has thrown his first NFL touchdown pass. Um, they are now up 17 to 7. Set, I think it was 46 yards. Oh, wow. Uh, deep touchdown pass. Yeah, so, you'll love to see it. You'll love to see it. I think, you know, we we spoke that into existence, you know. Shout out to my man LeVar Ball, of speaking course. into existence. Of course. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, some more um, NFL stuff uh, upcoming uh, this Monday still. We got the Rams Raiders. I say the Rams take this one. Jer I say Jared Goff. You know, it, it's in Oakland. Yeah. Um, the, the fans will be out there knowing, you but know. But no Khalil Mack. No Khalil Mack. He had a monster game for the oh, Bears. Oh, You goodness. know, that pick six he had, it was he beautiful. Had a, he had a pick six. Mm -hmm. He had a fumble recovery. He had a forced fumble. He had a sack. He literally had every major stat you could have yeah. in uh, for a defensive, like, linebacker, DN. And uh, it was the first time it's ever been done. I think, you yeah. know, playing some for emotion, proving the Raiders wrong, but also just sh showing out why him and uh, Aaron Donald are uh, right now considered the two best defensive players in the league. Yeah, I, I think um, the Raiders made a big mistake getting rid of Khalil Mack. He, he's, a, I'd say, the best defender. Or mm -hmm. the best, uh, he can do more things than Aaron Donald can. Yeah, so I'd say right now he's the best defender in the NFL. Um, so I even, yeah, with the Raiders getting rid of him, there's been a lot of drama there. I saw mm -hmm. a lot of the players weren't fond of that. Yeah. Um, you know, Gruden as the coach, you know, we'll see, see what happens. I say Jared Goff. Yeah. Goes off. I need him to. He's on my fantasy oh, team. Yeah, then uh, I'm but, uh, praying for you. I'm not playing you this week. So I, yeah. I hope uh, Jared Goff goes off for the. Uh, yeah. The um, it is interesting, though. Credit to John Gruden. Whether it was a popular move or not, I respect that about John Gruden is he doesn't care. Mm -hmm. Like, it's his team. He knows it. Yeah. And, like, whether it's popular. And he was, like, this way as an analyst, too. Like, he mm -hmm. would say what he wanted yeah. within reason. And he was like, people get mad at me, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm the one in the booth with the money and the suit and the job. They're exactly. not. And so I think that's kind of his approach to coaching. And so we'll see how it works out. You know, if this if the Raiders end up making the playoffs this year, no one's going to remember Khalil Mack. Mm -hmm. You know, the move won't be that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, if the Raiders' defense looks like a sputtering mess, though, and they have no one to fill at the middle linebacker spot, exactly. then it's going to be a real, real tough move. But we'll see. John Gruden obviously has that 10-year contract. So yeah. I think he's definitely in it for the long game, not necessarily yeah. quick-term success. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting season to see how Oakland handles and now with their move mm -hmm. um, and whatnot. It's just an interesting dynamic um, up there in Oakland. But moving on uh, to Atlanta against Philadelphia. The um, Philadelphia Eagles pulled this one out 18-12. to oh. Jay Ajayi, I'm a fantasy owner of Jay Ajayi. Had, uh, two touchdowns, 15 carries for 62 yards. That's a beautiful stat line right there. It really a, is. Terrible a, game though. Really was. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't pretty at all. You know, a lot, obviously a lot of field goals and whatnot. But you know, um, I I I enjoyed you know the the end result with Jai. People trash on me for taking a Jai. No, it was a good pick. And now now you say it's a yeah, good pick, but yeah. you you really roasted me for uh, taking him uh, on draft night. So. Um, it yeah. is a tough line. It's a tough line you walk there, you know, yeah. but obviously, you know, any players make coaches and GMs look good. So 
Um, it was a little disappointing, though, like we said in the Eagles game. Uh, Nick Foles was looking like senior year Nick Foles and not junior mm-hmm. year Nick Foles at Arizona. <laughs> um, really just, you know, and I think that's what you get with Nick, you know. That's why at the end of the day he was hot and uh, won the Super Bowl, but that's mm-hmm. basically the story of Nick Foles' career. When he's on, top ten quarterback in the league. Yeah. When he's off, bottom five, like – there's no in between. Nick Foles never just has an okay game. It's yeah. either phenomenal Sports Center or yeah. terrible Sports Center, and yeah. this was a terrible time. Yeah, it, w- it wasn't the pretty prettiest game. That was his opportunity, but I don't know. I feel like you know Nick Foles could he ask for much more than being a Super Bowl MVP? No, I mean his and, career and, is great. Yeah, so. But I think he does need to show out. He does. Um, because you know if he wants that, you know, if he wants maybe, another contract, yeah, that desperate team to like try to maybe <laughs> take a de- roll on him. Like, yeah, who knows? I don't even know. Like, um. Let's say the Jaguars, they, they get dired with Blake Bortles. They're like, mm. all right, Nick, we'll throw you a two-year, yeah. you know, $50 million contract. Yeah. So if he wants to do that, you know, mm. I think he does need to play better and prove that he's not some, you know, streaky player. But we'll see. I yeah. mean, obviously, it's tough to say. Wentz will come back. Um, and, you know, Eagles are in a good spot. They mm-hmm. really are. For I sure. don't know if they're uh, back-to-back Super Bowl winners, but they're in a good spot. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we'll move on to uh, one of the more exciting games of the um, Sunday afternoon. It was the Steelers against the Browns, oh. and uh, that this game ended on the Cleveland Browns' historic losing streak. Yeah, but not in the tie. way you think. Yeah, yeah, it was in a tie. So um, the, by end of overtime, it was twenty-one twenty-one. Of course, it was an ASU kicker um, that missed that final <laughs> field goal for the Cleveland Browns. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think anyone. Well, to his credit, the kick was blocked. Like it was terrible coverage. Yeah, he could have kicked it over the blocker. <laughs> so I'd say it was his fault. But um, yeah, a bizarre start to the to the year to mm-hmm. see Tyrod Taylor out there. You know, he had an all right game, but uh, Ben Roethlisberger threw for 335 yards. Um, James Conner, who was obviously the starting running back for Le'Veon Bell, had two rushing touchdowns. So all all those uh, guys out there who got James Conner, uh, <laughs> they were smart enough because Le'Veon's holding out. Uh, congratulations to your fantasy teams. Yeah. Um, and then Juju had uh, 119 receiving yards. Yeah, it was an ugly game. Roethlisberger, I think, threw three picks. Um, the weather was awful. It was a Cleveland Brown game, but you know, yeah. I think. This is positive? Like, that's the thing. Yeah. Everyone's racking their brains over what to make of this for the Browns. Like, they didn't lose. Yeah, yeah. They didn't win. But keep in mind, this is a Steelers team that almost made the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. They're, they're so, a solid Steelers team. I mean, ben, ben, Big Ben is getting old and whatnot. Yeah. But I, I think it, it was – I'd say it's a positive direction for yeah. – it's, it's no longer down. Now it's – Yeah, it's, it's not down. But it's, it's, <laughs> not, it's not like top of the class. Yeah. It's like, you know, yeah. Mountain View High School status. Okay, yeah. Just average. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's just like the Browns have so much talent. They just got to put it together. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if Hugh Jackson's the man for that, to be honest. Who, yeah. The head coach. Yeah, I guess so. But like, I, I don't know. I think they've just been so rock bottom. They got to stay consistent somewhere. That's so. true. I, I don't know what kind of coach they'll get. To, uh, Bill Belichick's not coming back to Cleveland. Yeah. Oh, and, that's true. I them. think to round out this, because uh, we, we don't want to get to every single yeah, game, but yeah. to round out the last game we're going to talk about, uh, my Colts versus mm-hmm. Joe Mixon and the Cincinnati Bengals. Man, you one love to he- see Joe Mixon out there. One heck of a game, yeah. You know, there was a lot of questions about Andrew Luck. Would he be this? He hasn't really played football in two years. Maybe even more questions about Joe Mixon. <laughs> <laughs> and he might have had more questions than Joe Mixon, the the accused and convicted uh, um, 
domestic violence uh, person against his girlfriend back in Oklahoma that affected his draft stock. But, you know, Andrew Luck came out, answered all the questions. The new offensive line looks solid. Uh, the Colts' defense will still be a question mark, but they look good. So all in all, positive direction for the Colts. But it was a loss because sure of Joe Mixon. This Joe man, Mixon's a beautiful man. He had a great game. I think like two touchdowns and like 100-some yards. Really, really great game. Um, you have him on your fantasy team. I do. I, I I got a little flack for drafting Joe Mixon for because sure. of his um, off off the field issues. But all I'm saying is fantasy football is about what's on the field. That's and Joe, true. Joe Mixon sure did produce for my fantasy team, and I couldn't be more thankful. Fair I enough. love you, Joe Mixon. <laughs> I mean, it was a st- it was a stud game. And mm-hmm. to be fair, the Colts had the lead for a little bit. Bengals came back, and the Colts were driving late in the fourth. Uh, and then uh, we gave it to our sure-handed tight end, Jack Doyle. Mm-hmm. Coughed up the football, returned it for a pick six. Kind of ended the hopes of the comeback. But all in all, positive stuff for the Colts, good stuff for Joe Mixon. Uh, speaking a little bit on fantasy, do you want to dive into that for a little bit before we hit the phones? We, we should. Aaron Rodgers, did you see what? Oh, uh, that's We, we true, do yeah. need to touch on that. Yeah, Aaron yeah, Rodgers yeah. basically looked like he broke his leg <laughs> and was carted off the field mm-hmm. um, last night against the Bears. And he, I, I'd say this is one of the most – it sounds kind of dramatic, but one of the more legendary performances was, of was. his career, just mm-hmm. like coming out and um, you know going completely off, getting three touchdowns um, in the second half in and the fourth quarter, not in even the, oh, in the half. fourth yeah, just quarter, just in one quarter. Yeah, j- just to come back and beat the Bears twenty-four to twenty-three. It was, it was, a, it was a beautiful sight. It to was see. something to see. It really was, and you know, speaks. Uh, you know, it's tough because Brady, it seems like he'll play forever. Mm-hmm. So it's tough because, honestly, most people thought Brady would have retired right now. It would have been Aaron Rodgers' league. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I still think Rodgers will outlast Brady a couple seasons. So for those brief moments of glory, Aaron Rodgers can be the number one quarterback. But him and him and Brady, neck and neck, really, really good. I think yeah. if you put Rodgers in the Patriots system and vice versa, they'd still be just as good. So yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And, yeah, I, I'd say Rodgers wouldn't last a little longer. You know, he, he had those few years behind Brett Favre mm-hmm. um, learning, so he has a little bit more rest. His body's, yeah. his body's not been beaten up quite as long as Tom Brady. Yeah. So. And quarterbacks, they can play forever. As long as their arm's not giving out, they can play mm-hmm. forever. So, Oh, uh, yeah, so um, – <laughs> So uh, we can dive into fantasy a little bit before our commercial break. And as soon as we come back from our commercial break, we'll be taking um, those calls. And just a reminder for um, all you listeners out there that want to give us a call, ask us some um, questions about sports. Our number is 520-621-5806. That's 520-621-5806 if you want to call in and ask us some general sports questions. Absolutely. So let's quickly dive in a little bit of fantasy. Uh, players that had highs, Julio Jones killed me, 28 points. Players who kind of underperformed, Sammy Watkins, only giving five points when he was projected 15. Not a great day for Sammy Watkins overall. Mm-hmm. Um, a sleeper for sure, though, and I know we touched on it before, but Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. How many points did he end up giving you? Um, He gave me, let me check, it was a good amount of points, 25 points. 25 points. Oh. He was like projected. Projected like what, maybe five or six? Oh no, he was projected like eleven, but oh, that's still okay. outperforming himself by two over two times what was expected. And man, people bagged on me for getting Joe Mixon. I think it was like fourth round or something. Mm, that paid off. And JHI with twenty point two, um, AB Antonio Brown was my first round pick. Um, that obviously paid off at twenty four point three. People also bagged on me for getting Tom Brady earlier. Man, he, he came out 21.3. Chris Caceres, if you're listening right now, I hope my dust tastes good because that's where you're left at. 
um, in our fantasy game this week. Man, <laughs> man I'm smacking you. Fair enough. Um, and then some other players, uh, potential for all you um, on the waiver wire, depending on your league, to pick up. Philip Dorsett, um, New England wide receiver, used to be for the Colts, was a trade for um, Jacoby Brissett um, between the Colts and the Patriots. But he's now on the Patriots. Pulled in 19.6 points, seven receptions, 66 yards, and a touchdown. Um, I think, you know, the Patriots always are searching for that number one receiver, and Julian Edelman's out the first four games. So if you need a good flex or even a, a number two receiver, I'd take Philip Dorsett into consideration. Um, and so, yeah, really, really consider that. Um, hopefully the Raiders game and uh, the other games still going on tonight pan out for y'all listen out there. But with that, I think we're going to take a quick, quick commercial break. And, well, and remember, call us in about three minutes when we're back from our commercial break. Oh, look at um, us. We sound like we sound like old. Oh people. wow, we are. Oh my oh, Somebody is calling us right now. Oh, I'm not Pl- sure if I'm ready. Uh, yeah, for this. I, I don't. I don't. Here, we'll we'll pick up the phone. Pick okay. up the phone. We'll we'll listen to it. Who is it? Hello. Who yes. is it? Wait, just ask who it is. Who, who is ta- who's calling? Steve. Steve? <laughs> All right. All right, Steve, we're going to put, Steve, you, gonna put on you on the line right now. All right, Steve, can you hear me? Hey, guys, how you doing? <laughs> I, can... Ask Steve what his question is. What's your question, Steve? All right, so two questions. Question number one is I am actually oh, a giant oh, fan. Oh, is he not saying anything? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we shouldn't have done that. Then we will. <laughs> we will. We'll go to commercial break <laughs> right now. Um, and uh, when we come back, we will ask you guys to. Uh, we'll give out the phone number one more time and ask you guys to ask questions. Then uh, this is Brody and Eric Super Sports Radio Show on fifteen seventy AM Camp Student Radio. Muscleman's Honda reminds us that it's back to school time. Remember, some children are headed to and from school on their own for the first time. While walking and talking, they're not always mindful of traffic hazards. So in the morning and early afternoons, please drive with extra caution. This message is brought to you by Muscleman's Honda, your headquarters for new and pre-owned motorcycles, ATVs, side-by-sides, scooters, parts, and accessories since 1948. Online at MuscleManHonda.com. Muscleman's Honda is on the air because they care about our children's safety. Welcome back to Brody and Eric's Super Sports Radio Show. We are back from commercial here on Camp Student Radio, 1570 AM. Thank you guys for joining us. We are now opening the line to all questions. Um, We are going to try to put our man Steve on on air again. Let's hope this works. He has a a question for us. If we can't get it, then... um, Yeah, I got the question. He's got the question anyway. All right, Steve, you're on air. Can you hear us? Yes, can you hear me? (laughs) <laughs> all right well we'll take here i got steve i got steve thank you for calling in steve i'll answer your question i got him right now so steve's first question was uh steve being a, a giants fan like i um what do you think his question was the move should the giants be should they trade madison Bumgarner? and oh. i'm going to answer this personally as a giants yeah. fan first for you steve i'm gonna say as much as it pains me i have a Bumgarner jersey sitting in my closet right now i'm gonna say yes the giants pull the trigger he's the only one with some 
relative trade value because I don't think they're going to trade Posey. They can't right now. He's hurt. But I think the injury knocks down his trade value. And um, I would say, yes, you pull the trigger on Bumgarner, not even necessarily for a player right now. I think you go full in on the rebuild and really try to um, go in for a draft pick or maybe even uh, a prospect with some upside, double-A, triple-A prospect with some upside. So that's me as a Giants fan. Brody, maybe a little bit more unbiased opinion. Yeah, no, I mean, I I think uh, you got to keep Madison Bumgarner. I think he's going to end his career in San Francisco, let him play out his contract. Um, and until you know he withers kind of down, offer him a smaller one until he he literally can't play anymore. Um, because I, I don't know. Right now you can get something for him, but I don't think it's worth it for the, really? for, the for the Giants to unless you could get like some really good prospects or something like that. I, I just really don't see um, giving up Madison Bumgarner because you still want to have somewhat like of a team. You That's know? true. <laughs> you know, you don't just want to like. Give out the the only guy because who else is in your guys' rotation? Quato. Yeah, I mean Yikes. he's hurt and yeah, and so not looking so good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So all right, and then his second question was uh, from Steve. Steve provided a lot of good questions. Shout out to you, Steve. Uh, was um either I'll put myself in Le'Veon Bell's shoes. You put yourself in the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, management shoes, okay. and let's kind of figure out what to do. So me being Le'Veon, I'm thinking. The Steelers, they franchise tagged me twice. I sat out all of training camp last year. I still put in a good season last year. Yeah, we year. obviously care about you. Yeah, so why are you not putting up the money? You know, give me girly type money. Uh, I've proven to be better longer than he has, and uh, I just feel like I deserve it. You're really kind of just feels like franchise tagging me until I'm out of my prime to save some money, and then they're just going to toss me. So I understand what Le'Veon's doing, and I think um, – I don't think he's being selfish. I think, you know, he's not handling it the best way. I think he needs to reach out to his teammates and show him he's not doing this to spite them. Mm-hmm. But I think Le'Veon, for sure, for sure, um, deserves to get paid like a top running back because I think he still is top two running back, him or Gurley. Yeah, and I, I, I'm – well, I would have to disagree with you, Le'Veon, because, uh, you know, we tried to – we gave you some offers. You know, we, we franchise tagged you. We care about you. But um, we, we just wanted you to come out, show you actually care about us, too. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Frankly, this past game, I know we didn't win or anything, but James Conner, our uh, running back, he had two touchdowns, 31 carries, 135 yards. I don't, I don't think we need you anymore. But right as Le'Veon now. Bell, are you going to replace me with that sorry fool, yeah. James Conner? No, yeah, you're not going to do that. Yeah, we are. So I think it's just kind of a stalemate of two really strong-willed. Yeah. The Steelers are a very strong-willed franchise, and uh, the – the Le'Veon Bell, obviously a very strong-willed guy, confident in his abilities. Mm-hmm. So we'll see, you know, does it hurt more Bell to lose all this money this season, though, by not playing and then signing a big contract? It's going to be up to him. But I, I don't think uh, a player will miss the entire season. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think he'll do that. He'll. I, he's pretty immature, mm-hmm. but I, I don't think he's dumb enough yeah. to uh, pull a stunt like that. Absolutely. And, like, you know, running back health is important, but, you know, still not playing a whole year is almost can be seen as just as bad. So thank you very much, Steve. Hopefully that was able to answer some uh, one of your questions, if not both. But really appreciate the call, and uh, hopefully we look forward to seeing and hearing from you next time. Yeah, so um, our line is still open. We'll, we'll try the, the call again, 520 621 5806 is our number if you want to try calling maybe if, um, our line was busy earlier uh, due to Steve so if, if anybody out there wants to uh, try and give giving us a call um, then we would really appreciate that we'll, we'll answer your questions here live on Brody and Eric Super Sports Radio Show but we have 10 minutes to go 
Eric, we, we got a lot of sports to unpack still. Yeah. Is, is there any anything specific you want to take these uh, last 10 minutes Yeah, let's to talk, talk about? about it. Let's, let's uh, I mean, we know we, NBA season's still about two months away, but let's talk a little <laughs> bit about it. You know, that's my bread and butter. Yeah, I, yeah, love, it really I love it. I love it. It really is. Uh, NBA 2K coming out tomorrow. You know, I'm, I'm going to be first in line I, there. I'm not getting 2K. Yeah, I hate you. Yeah, 2K is going to be garbage just like the past few years. And, you know, I, I pre-ordered. I tried to be a lo- loyal customer, but it, it's just really not uh, been entertaining to me. So I'm going back to my roots. I'm going with FIFA uh, this year. They put Ronaldo on the cover. Very happy about that. But, yeah, 2K is a big no thank you uh, from me. Although my, my roommate, shout out to Corbin Shifley, he, he got it. It was, it, did, it was a little fun when I played it. Yeah. But like, Wait, when did, I, did you get the, the exclusive? He, he got, like, the – yeah, he pre-ordered it and oh, got, like, okay. the LeBron edition oh, and okay. all that stuff. Um, makes your my player automatically, like, 81 overall. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, because of all that VC. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll spend my own yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm not going to be doing that, though. FIFA all the way. You can catch me yeah. uh, smacking some kids around with Queens Park Rangers in the second tier of English football. Um, it's going to be a great time. Quick video game news. Uh, besides, I know we're not a video game channel out no, here. No, we are but not. Got to shout out Red Dead Redemption really quick. Oh, yeah, that's going to be fun. I, I That's one I pre-ordered. Uh, that's like coming a, out in November, I think. Looking like a fire game. That's going to be a, a great. We just lost all our viewers, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> trying to keep it spicy. Diversity yeah. is key. Yeah. But, uh, we let's still got go. nine minutes to go. <laughs> that, felt, that conversation felt a lot longer than one minute. Um, so, yeah, please call. <laughs> <laughs> we, sound like, we sound like girls please. after a first date. Please call. <laughs> I really I sound like an were, old person. Yeah, Honey, why don't you call anymore? We, we really want you guys to call us. I'll throw that number out there yet again. 520-621-5806. Again, that is 520-621-5806. Yeah. If you guys want to give us a call, we'll try to get you guys um, on air. So, and, folks, after you call us, call your grandparents because this is how they must say how they feel all the time. Honestly. So, anyways, but uh, let's keep talking. So, NBA news. Uh the draft is underway. All the rookies are settled in. Um, and it's just looking like it's going to be a really interesting season with all these hot rookies coming out. So we'll have to talk and see how that progresses. But, you know, that's why 2K is such a great game. Gives you a little bit of a glimpse before. Oh, unfortunate news for Suns fans, though. Devin Booker out six to eight weeks. Oh, I saw that. Just undergoing. Like a broken hand? Yeah, hand surgery. Yeah. You know, got to chill with some of those activities that you use your hands for. <laughs> um, but, yeah, really unfortunate for FCC Devin Booker. Clean, FCC clean. FCC clean, baby. But, uh, yeah, so uh, hopefully that doesn't put a huge wrinkle in the Suns' plans. Hopefully, if anything, it allows DeAndre Ayton to shine a little bit brighter and come through a little bit more. So that will be really, really exciting. Yeah, because I honestly, in the beginning of the NBA season's so long, they'll have plenty of time to recover after Booker's back. And, yeah, I think um, it might honestly be perfect for Ayton to kind of run the team as, as a rookie and, you know, show what he's got a little more. Absolutely. Be the, be the star for a little bit. Very no one's true. calling us. <laughs> no, the, the, the phone light has not flashed and Steve called. Somebody please call us. <laughs> we, 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 re, we reserved these last 15 minutes of the show to uh, take calls. That's all I'm, I'm upset. Saying. Yeah, we'll, we'll get more next week. We'll, we'll, like, tell people next week or something. <laughs> it's all right, guys. Yeah, it's just, all right. We, we, didn't want, we didn't want to answer questions. It's fine. Anymore. I'm fine. Uh, let's, let's, let's see if we can salvage this. Let's throw it up to the Instagram live stream, see if we get any questions. If you want to yeah, hit us up minutes. with some Instagram live stream 
chit chat and whatever. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, shout out to my man Blake Raboli. Oh, he's out here listening oh. all the way from Chicago. Blake, if you're still listening, we appreciate you. We love you, my man. Yeah, I hope we didn't lose you with the video game talk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Next time you're out here in Tucson, though, we'd love to see we, you. We but, gotta uh, hit up the union. The <laughs> but here we go. We're coming live to you. Uh, follow it on. OG Wong, OG underscore W0NG for a nice little <laughs> live stream. Quick uh, plug to you. How do you do an Instagram live stream, bro? Oh, you have to uh, on you. Wait, I think you act like you're going to add a story. Yeah, live. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so now we are. Oh, <laughs> you didn't start, dude. Well, no, it's your phone. All right, well, all right, folks, we're now live here on Instagram. Come if hit no us. No one joins <laughs> the stream. Then this is the last ever episode of Brody and Ari Super Sports Radio Show on fifteen seventy AM Cam Student Radio. Um, oh man, still goodness. got five minutes left. We can clutch out. Wow, no one's actually joining the live stream. Oh, Jacob, Jacob, Beach. Jacob, Beach. You, you love to see Jacob. You do Beach. love to see it. Jacob, why aren't you? Why? Why are you? Why do you have the front camera on? You got to. <laughs> No one, no one wants to see your face, bro. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> All right, hit just us with any. So you got to set up your phone I somewhere. can set it up, bro. Just, like, set it along the speed. Yeah, okay, that's <laughs> terrible. Yeah, block out my face. Hit us with any general sports questions. I, I don't want to be in <laughs> This is turning into a different type of video, Brody. <laughs> we need a couch in here. <laughs> All right, this is any general sports. Oh, Hunter's talking about Joe Mixon. Talk Joe about, Mixon. Talk about Joe Mixon. Oh, we, we've talked about Joe Mixon plenty. Joe Mixon's an absolute legend. Now, obviously, the off the field issues are quite unfortunate, but he, he's such a, he's such a good football player. Um, he's going to carry the Cincinnati Bengals to a Super Bowl this year. Oh, okay. Mitch Hanniger was also on the deep max at one point. Shout out to Jacob Beach for that. Oh, little piece of information. So again, just proving yeah. the point. <laughs> I think Jacob Beach is the only person that, <laughs> that knows that Mitch Hanniger was once on the Diamondbacks. We love you, Jacob, out here. But so, yeah. so of course he got traded, and he's having such a good year. Stop putting it on me, <laughs> please. Stop putting the Instagram live on me. I don't want. To. You're what's bringing the people in, Brody, the, the money maker out here. Okay. Oh, Leanne. Oh, Nonzo. Oh, Matt Rain. Oh, Leanne. Okay, Brody, oh. give the people what they. Talk, talk about sports. <laughs> we, 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 no, no one is tuned in anymore. Our, <laughs> the professionalism our, is all the way yeah, down. Yeah, we're, we're supposed to be the upstanding. Um, Justin, quick shout out to Justin Pierce. He um, had his first radio uh, show of the year earlier today at 9 a.m. I tuned into that. They had some great hot takes on hockey and some other things that um, – I had no idea what they were talking about, but it was it was a beautiful show. All right, so, and then Matt Rain asks, us, uh, "Is your favorite sport slosh ball or no?" Yes, it now is. <laughs> After uh, Sunday afternoon, that great game of slosh ball that I think our team won. I I believe so. Yeah, we yeah. We're, we're actually a powerhouse yeah. out there. Slosh ball is now my favorite sport. Slosh ball is one heck of a game. Yeah, but absolutely. So. Uh, yeah, just awesome, awesome to get some some fans out here peeping in the Instagram <laughs> live stream. Should uh, call call on the phones, Brody. Give them that number one more oh, time. Oh, yeah. If you guys want to uh, call on the phones, I'll give you that number one more time here on 1570 AM Camp Student Radio. Our phone number, if you'd like to call in and ask a question, is 520-621-5806. So we'd really appreciate it. If you guys call, we see our little phone light uh light up. We'd really appreciate that. That's 520-621-5806. Make sure to save that number in your contacts for future... What is up with your for, headphones, for, bro? For, for future weeks um, to come as well. We'll answer all the questions about Joe Mixon, video games, whatever you want. Um, it'll be a good old time. 
So, Eric, we got two minutes left. Um, let, let's throw some hot takes out there. Hot what, takes, hot takes. Matt Rain uh, thinks that uh, Southern Utah is going to, quote, beat the Cheeks. Well, I would disagree. I think we're going to slap Southern Utah right in the, right in the face. You know, I, I'd really like to think so, but here, my, I guess my hot take will be <laughs> that we are going to uh, – we're going to lose to Southern Utah. You think right? we're going to take an L to Southern Utah? Yeah, it's not going to be a good game. Southern Utah is going to beat us. It, it's not going to be fun. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to blame it all on uh, Kevin Sumlin. Wow. Yeah. That is a hot take. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be all Kevin Sumlin's fault. He's going to call some terrible plays. He's going to cr- call no cross sweep floods, uh, which we all know is the key. Uh, to winning, oh, it's a major key. Game. Yeah, calling a cross sweep flood is just essential to winning a football game. So um, he's not going to do that, and we're going to lose to Southern Utah. Okay, well, wow. Uh, do you disagree with me? I, 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 I would like to disagree highly. All right. Um, I think we are going to call some cross sweep flood. I think we're going to get the tailback going in a nice motion, uh, setting out the two tight ends on slants, and uh, we're going to win the game. <laughs> okay. Well. All right. Well, I think it's about that time. <laughs> I think I think it's about that time as well. We actually went a full hour this time. We we don't have any programming after us now, so we don't have to get out 15 minutes early. Fair enough. Um. So I think that's why the tail end of this show was um such a crapshoot. <laughs> um. But thank you all for listening to Brody and Eric Super Sports Show Absolutely. on 1570 AM. It's a pleasure to be back. It uh, is. You could catch us. Uh, for those of you listening live and you want to go replay this beautiful episode uh, back again, we'll be on Apple Podcasts in a couple hours. Um, but, yeah, that's about it. Do you have any closing remarks, Eric Wong? Uh, nothing. Just keep tuning in. Keep giving us all that support. We really appreciate it, guys. Uh, call in on our phone number next week. We'll be doing another live stream. And, uh, yeah, just feed us your questions. We'd love to answer them. But until then, have a great week, Wildcats, and we'll see you soon. Well, uh, on Brody and Eric's Super Sports Show, 1578 Camp or camp.arizona.edu. <laughs>